Pretty Little Thing by Molly May, the London fashion show event. I was working for Beauty Works doing hair and the experience was incredible. I'm going to tell you all about it, so please enjoy. Let's get started. Where did the excitement begin? So when I got added into the WhatsApp group, so the WhatsApp group with... Um, all of the hairstylists, the organizers, um, and where we kind of like received information and knew what we was doing. I was looking through the names when I first was entered into that WhatsApp group, and I was blown away to be even in a group with those kind of people. These are all like top celebrity stylists that for a living do celebrity hair. I for a living do hair, but I do hair in my salon and I teach people how to apply hair extensions. So this is something that was totally different and totally new and exciting for me. So a number of days before the event, we were sent a call sheet. Now, if you don't know what a call sheet is, it basically tells you where you need to be, at what time, who's doing what, and what to expect so you know also what to bring. On the call sheet listed all of the stylists and their Instagram handles. Obviously, I had a little stalk as soon as um, um, I find out who I was with. The lead stylist was a guy called Dom Seeley. Now, he is like hair royalty when it comes to session styling. He's done people like Kendall Jenner, for example, and loads of really big name celebrities that he does on a weekly and daily basis. So that was really exciting. Um, and also on the call sheet were inspiration pictures of all the different styles that we were doing. Also, individual pictures of our models. So we were each assigned one or two models. I was assigned one model, which I was happy with. And then we're also given like a brief picture of how we want, how they wanted their hair to look. So we knew exactly what we were doing on the day. We were also given instructions on what to bring and what not to bring. As we were working for Beautyworks, we were under strict instructions to only use Beautyworks tools and products where possible. So that's what I kind of stuck to. Obviously you take your kit, you've got your hair drive in there and you've got your emergency bits and bobs and pins and things like that. So I was super excited. I was given um, a beachy wave style and my model had a fixed wig, which was perfect for me because I'm used to dealing with fixed wigs because of course I have one myself. So what was my preparation like before the event? Well, luckily for me, I used the Beautyworks waver in my salon um, so I could get to work practicing using this tool. It's not something that's hard to do, um, but I could see in the picture they wanted a specific style um, in a side parting and there was baby hairs. So I got to work practicing this on myself. I also watched a couple of tutorials because everybody uses that tool slightly different and I managed to find a way that I was comfortable with and that I was gonna smash on the day. So I felt totally prepared. I made sure that I had some edge, con edge control cream and gel just in case um, the products that were there were not suitable for this look. And I know that they would make an exception if I needed to lay down um, edges, specifically what they had asked me to do. So the call time was 12 o'clock and it was at the Londoner in Leicester Square, London and it said that we would be finished for around 8 p.m. 
So I looked at train times and train times looked like that it could get me there and back all in the same day. But then at the same time, I was like, there's definitely gonna be an after party, but am I gonna be invited? I don't know. Do I ask in the group? I was literally dying to ask in the group. Is anybody going out afterwards or is there gonna be an after party and are we allowed to come? But obviously I wanted to stay like cool and professional. So I didn't ask, but what I did decide to do is book myself a hotel that was not too close. I didn't want it to be too close because if it was walking distance and say for example, I did finish late at night, I'd have to like walk back, no taxi would take me. So I wanted to make it close enough that I could get an Uber back late at night and I didn't need to be walking the streets of London on my own. And obviously I was hoping that I was gonna get invited to the after party or some sort of shindigs after. Obviously I was going down on my own, so I didn't know how this was gonna work out and I was really nervous about whether I was gonna make friends or not. Um, there was one stylist on the list, Alicia Dobson, who I've actually booked to do some training and work for me before, but obviously I didn't know whether she would be staying down. She's a very busy stylist. I didn't know whether she was into partying like I am. Like those who don't know me know that I love a good party and I stay out quite late. I don't go out very often, but if I do go out, I like to go all out and I do like um, a good drink. But obviously I was there working, I was gonna be professional and I was gonna play it by ear. But what I didn't wanna do is not take the stuff with me, get invited to an amazing after party and then not have the stuff. So I decided to take the stuff with me. So let's skip to the day. I was absolutely buzzing. Like the show wasn't about me, but I still wanted to make sure I looked nice. So I did like a nice face of makeup. I styled my hair because obviously if I was gonna go out after, I don't know how much time I would have to get ready. So I wanted to make sure that I was looking half decent. And obviously I was gonna take pictures because this was going to be a day to remember. I was super, super excited on my way to the train station. Um, got the train, I was panicking about, um, there was loads of like um, storms coming up and whilst I was at the train station, um, they were announcing that a few days later all the trains were gonna be canceled. So I was really lucky that my trains were not canceled. Um, so I got there on time. I had enough time to get from London Euston to my hotel, drop my bags off and head straight to the event. Lucky for me, when I got to the hotel to drop my bags off and um, put them in bag drop, they said, actually, your room is ready and we've upgraded you. So I was like, oh my God, it's gonna be a good day. Like, I don't know about anybody else, but like, if you start your day good, you always feel like that you're gonna have a good day. I do. And if I have anything like really bad happen, then I always think like, oh my God, the rest of my day is absolutely wrecked. Um, so yeah, this was good. I'd been upgraded, my room was ready. So I had time to go to my room, freshen up, check my case. I was in two minds whether to take my going out outfit or not, but I didn't wanna look silly. I wasn't staying far away. So I decided to leave my going out outfit at the hotel, but have it ready if I wanted to go back and quickly get changed. So I walked down from my hotel, that was like a 10, 15 minute walk down to the venue. Unfortunately for me, on the way to the venue, I had a bit of a banking issue that I needed to sort out for um, Naked Weave my phone was actually cracked and I couldn't click into my online banking through the app um, to sort out the transfer that I needed to do. So I'm like stopping in my tracks, ringing up my husband, asking him to like sort it out for me, ringing up the office, asking Sam to sort it out for me. Anyway, 
they agreed that they could sort it out for me but in the meantime whilst I was waiting I was like oh my god I've got five minutes before I need to be in the venue and I don't know whether I'm going to have signal or not so I somehow managed to get onto um, the online banking through the internet browser and sort it out myself all at the same time my husband had sorted it out for me but anyway that was that little drama over and I could go into the venue relaxing knowing that everything at home was under control everything at the business was under control so when I got to the Londoner Hotel in Leicester Square, I was greeted by a woman in a floral dress, like the hostesses there all wear like matching dresses. And she was like, come through, go up and to, and she told me which floor to go to. Um, and I was just like blown away. The hotel was insane. The venue was gorgeous, like literally so posh, so ambient. You know that hotel smell that you get that's like, how do you get that smell? at home like no matter what diffusers you get you can't get that smell so anyway i went up and when i got up there there were just people everywhere i was blown away by like just the busyness of it um there was like coffee laid out for us croissants and just like really really welcoming i was shown into the hairdresser's room which was stations like all in a row on both sides it was like a runway with um, light up stations going down each side. So on one side it was like pretty little thing makeup and there was like, I'd say like 12 stations. And then on the other side, it was all beauty works, products and tools. Again, 12 stations all in a row, like a runway. Um, if you go onto my Instagram page and go onto my reels, you'll see um, the reel of the day. So you'll get to see what it looked like behind the scenes. It was beautiful. I like the setup was gorgeous. Even the water said PLT by Molly May on it. I was like, literally, this is so well set up. All the chairs had PLT by Molly May on it. Um, so yeah, we hung around and waited for more hairdressers to get there. And then we were took into like a little side room and we were briefed. We were basically told that this hair needs to be flawless. We were very nicely told that basically there's no mistakes, we're all a team. If you're struggling, ask for help. But basically, ultimately, the hair needs to be flawless. Like, there's no editing out little bits. This is not a photo shoot. Um, and we need to make sure that everything's perfect. I was quaking in my boots. I'd already took like little videos of the setup and that and put them on Instagram. Then, in the brief, we were told no pictures or videos to go onto social media until 4pm. Obviously, me taking a picture of the chairs, like a little video of the chairs and putting it on social media, I thought, oh, that's fine. I'm not actually giving anything away. But as they were, like, briefing us, I literally, like, slid the phone into my lap and started deleting the pictures. As I looked around, there was a few other hairdressers that were doing that as well, so it's not, it wasn't just me. I thought that I was going to be like the only person that's like absolutely screaming to be there and so excited to be there. But everybody was the same. Everybody was like seeing this as an amazing moment in their career. So I felt really settled that I was excited because everybody was excited. Even the lead stylist, they had like social media teams there that were like there on their little laptops and they had like little devices that were filming us all. So after this little brief, I felt confident, like everybody was given like their hair extensions because the hair extensions were all like laid out um, in bags with the model's pictures on it. My model had a wig, so she wasn't actually allocated any hair extensions, which was fine. 
So after this, we were then told to go upstairs and get a t-shirt and get a badge. So upstairs, there was like a little room and we were given, we were asked what size t-shirt we wanted. And on the front of the t-shirt, it said PLT by Molly May. And on the back, it said crew. And then we were given like passes that go around our neck that said crew. It was all very VIP and like bougie. I felt like super important and so excited to be there. When we went upstairs, we could see the runway all set out and it was all lit up um, with Pretty Little Thing and Molly May. And there was like all goodie bags laid out on the benches and they were actually doing a dress rehearsal. So I got to watch the dress rehearsal, um, which was really cool. I didn't stay around and watch all of it, but I just watched like a little bit of it. And you know what, the music and like the way the models were walking, I was just like, oh my God, am I actually here at this massive event? Obviously for Molly May, this was a huge moment in her career. I think she described it on social media as one of the biggest things like in her career. And I literally couldn't believe that I was there working there, being part of it, I'm actually like an important part of making sure that it all looks amazing. So that to me again was just incredible. So at this point, my nerves were starting to ease. Like I'd got friendly with a couple of the hairstylists, you know, talking about like where they're from, where they've traveled from and stuff like that. I set myself up a station like kind of like near the end um, and made sure I had everything that I need, put all my like tools underneath, the little bits and bobs like the edge control and the stuff that is not really meant to be on show or not meant to be used. I kind of hid behind my mirrors um, and I made sure that they were okay with that and they were okay with that. Um, the models then started arriving because they'd been at rehearsal upstairs. Um, I made sure that I went and found my model, introduced myself, made her feel comfortable, started asking her questions. Inside, I was probably, well, I definitely was still dying a little bit, thinking, oh my God, I'm here and I've literally got to do this. I'm sort of with a team, but I'm on my own doing this girl's hair. So before I start, let me just run you through the call sheet. And by the way, the call sheet was called LFW, obviously London Fashion Week Glam Plan. How cool is that? I literally love that. So basically, 1.30 p.m., models in hair and makeup. 4.30, no, 4 p.m., models final rehearsal. So we had to have the hair ready and set and also the makeup. So we had to work as a team and make sure that, are they in makeup first? Are they in hair first? If you've got two models, make sure that, you know, you're allowing enough time, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then five o'clock, models final hair and makeup preparation. So that's taking out like the setting clips, resetting it spraying down any flyaways and making sure it's like literally perfect. So six o'clock, the models were ready for the show and then the show time was quarter past seven and then eight o'clock we were to finish. So it didn't go exactly like that. We did end up having a little bit longer in hair and makeup. I was literally finished on time and the guy next to me, like at one point they shouted out, right, you've got 20 minutes. If you're doing hair, you've got 20 minutes before your models need to be in makeup if you're on your like first model or second model. Either way, they've got to be in makeup within the next 20 minutes. So let me tell you, my model had 26 inch hair and I was using the Beautyworks waiver. If you've not used it, it's a clampy thing. Um, she'd also requested some extra thickness. So we put in some 26 inch clippings. So I was working with a lot of hair that was really long using the waving tool, which you have to clamp each section and then move it down. You can't take sections that are too big or too small and you cannot bush it. So luckily for me, the guy next to me was freed up and he helped me a little bit on one side 
just um, put in a few waves and put in the little side clip in. So anyway, I took that 20 minutes as literal and I got that model finished within like 18 minutes and she was off down to makeup. So that freed me up. I'd put some um, little setting clips in and I was good to go. I'd sprayed her and I was like ready. I looked around the room and there were so many people still doing hair, but there was no panic because apparently some of the outfits for the show um, for rehearsals had not arrived. So there was actually a little bit of a delay upstairs because the rehearsals and the show um, were on the next floor up. So there was a little bit of a delay um, upstairs, which allowed us a bit more time in the hair room. I was like, what do you mean the outfits are not here? I was literally dying inside. But I think on fashion shows and things like that, things like that always happen and they handled it really well. So anyway, what I decided to do is right, this is my time to network and be helpful. So I made myself available to the head stylist, Dom Seeley, and I said, look, I am your spare pair of hands. What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? So straight away, he was like, can you hold this, just hold this clipping while I cut it? So I was holding hair while he was cutting it and prepping it and getting it ready. Um, he was also being called like left, right and center to help other people as well. So I was sort of just like making sure he had his hair there and at the same time, introducing myself, telling him a bit about what I do, speaking to him um, a bit about what he does. And then I heard some commotion going on behind me where somebody had um, not got the right color clippings. Um, and I was like, let me help you. Let me go and find some for you. So I was like, has anybody got a color 60 clippings anywhere? Some people were looking at me like, what is a color 60 clippings? So basically back in the day, all of the hair extension colors were done by numbers, but nowadays they're all done by names. So I was really showing my age or you could say showing my experience. Anyway, I couldn't find him any, but I managed to find um, a ponytail that was like that. So I suggested, not like Ola to the rescue, but just an, a suggestion from me um, to do a ponytail. It's slightly darker, but by the time like he gelled up her hair, it was kind of the only option that we had. And um, the other organizer, Joe, came over and she sort of agreed and I think off he went. So I just felt like I'd been a little bit helpful there. I didn't do anything amazing, but I did feel like I was being a bit helpful. Then went back to uh, Dom and carried on helping him. And basically what I just did is I went around everybody when I'd finished with Dom and I just made sure that I was that girl that if they remembered me by anything that was really helpful. You never know if you're gonna be booked on similar jobs or booked with them again. It's good to be nice, it's nice to be good. And I sort of like, my pressure was gone because my model looked really good. There were other people's model that looked amazing. Molly May actually was coming in and out and floating around. I didn't actually know that it was her. She was like, hi Anne, and I said, hi Anne. After I said hi Anne, I was like, oh God, that was Molly May. But cause she was so cool and so chilled, I was like, I expected her to be like flapping for some reason. She also was dressed exactly the same as us, which I loved. She had a t-shirt on as well. As all said crew on the back, her said creative director on the back. She had her hair slapped up. She had no makeup on. She was obviously just like, chilling, hanging about, coming in, in and out, checking on things. And I did at one point hear her ask for one of the styles to be changed, not because of anything the stylist had done. I think the brief had changed and there was some, I don't actually know exactly why, but I saw the little whispers and um, some hair got to be changed, which I thought was actually really cool and interesting that she does like really get involved and have like a full on say in the whole show. It was her show. like. I fully believed that it was her show. Cause obviously you do wonder like, how much say does he have? How much of it is her? But she was like there a lot. I saw her quite a lot in the hair and makeup, 
all around everywhere, having her say, making sure that it was, you know, running smoothly. And until recently, I hadn't really followed her, but God damn it, she is a hardworking girl and she is there at the forefront of everything. And I take my hat off to her. I am literally inspired by her success and everything that she's done. Like there are so many influencers out there, not many that can say they have been as successful as Molly May. So I fully respect her and she was very pleasant um, when I met her. Um, I didn't get to have a conversation with her. I wanted to stay cool and calm and I didn't like, you know, nobody was really like, she had her little team, but she was very pleasant. She said hello and she was in and out and she was very involved. So I really, really um, loved that about her. And she was very chilled. Like I said, no makeup on, hair tied up, dressed the same as us um, in, in the t-shirts for the show. So anyway, it got to five o'clock and the models were ready for rehearsal. They all had like a little lineup and Dom, the head stylist and a couple of the others were checking all of um, the hair. And I was literally crapping myself. I was like, what if there's something wrong with my hair? But she got the seal of approval. She was um, passed. Another thing that I absolutely loved about the show is the models were so diverse. There were so many different body shapes. There were bigger girls, slimmer girls, taller girls, shorter girls, black girls, white girls, different races, different abilities. There was um, girls with disabilities. There was a girl with a prosthetic leg. There was a girl in a wheelchair. I loved it. It was so diverse and so real. And it's about time that like more places and more um, fast fashion companies did more diverse like shoots and shows and stuff like that so I literally was like so inspired by the show so off the models went for rehearsal we were then left for some chill time so I got friendly with a couple of the other hairdressers and you know started following them on social media they were all a big deal like one of the guys that I got um, talking with, um, James H, he's got um, a salon in Manchester and he does like all of the colours for like loads of really good celebrities and actually the owner of Beauty Works, Penelope, who I'm a massive fan of, which I found out on the day that she'd actually requested me to be booked for the job. So that is actually a massive like, that's a massive compliment. So um, I'm thinking that, yeah, I feel like Beauty Works are kind of liking me, which is, um, something that is massive, massive. Yeah, it's something to be really proud of. But yeah, I was just in awe of all these stylists and all of the people that I was around. And I just really, really was having a good time getting to know them, looking at their profiles, seeing all the celebrities that they do. I actually um, found out that one of the guys, I was like asking him what he did and he was like, oh yeah, I work for Pretty Little Thing full time as a hairdresser. And I was like, what do you mean you're a full-time hairdresser of Pretty Little Thing? Have they got a salon in there? And he was like, no, we do shoots every day. And I was like, oh my God, that is mental. There's actually people that work doing hair for Pretty Little Thing every day. Like that is their full-time job, Monday to Friday. And I was like, what an incredible job. Like Manchester is the place to be. Like Beauty Works are in Manchester, Pretty Little Thing are in Manchester. Like if I didn't live here and was married and settled down, I would probably move to Manchester like it's where all the opportunities are at the moment it's not just london i'd say that manchester is full of opportunities as well so that was a massive like learning curve for me i didn't know that such thing existed i didn't even know that pretty little thing had their own makeup range like all of the makeup that was being used was all pretty little thing so i was literally mesmerized taking everything in and learning so much about the industry so the models came back down for rehearsals and it was touch up time. My model, by the way, Altu, 
was absolutely stunning. A beautiful black girl, really beautiful body, beautiful face, like she had striking eyes, which I found out she was wearing contacts. And she was just a really, really nice person. And it actually came to light that she'd started doing modeling in 2020 lockdown. And I think that she was like 20 or 21. And I was just like, oh my God, what an amazing inspiration for like young people that wanna get into modeling. And you know, there's so many opportunities out there through social media, like, I know there's a lot of bad on there, but there's so much good on there and it offers so much opportunity. I was just genuinely happy for her. Um, and she let me do like a video of all of her hair and her makeup artist took a picture and they tagged me in it. And it was just like amazing to be there. I literally couldn't believe that I was there doing hair for a girl that models for Beauty Works regularly. She models for Pretty Little Thing regularly. She models for like so many different like other things and she loved her hair and she was just so grateful. She was like, thank you for doing my hair. And like, I was making sure she didn't have any little bits in it. Touched her up, shine sprayed her, took all the little clips out and she was good to go. My job and my work there was done. And I was just literally buzzing that I'd made it through the day. I didn't have any difficulties. There was a little bit where I was rushed, but the guy next to me helped me a little tiny bit. But yeah, her hair turned out absolutely perfectly and I was so so proud of it one of the proudest things that I've ever done it might for, for other people it's probably like yeah it was just beach waves but this was beach waves at London Fashion Week for the pretty little thing by Molly May fashion event like I may never get to do anything like that again so I was so so proud so off they went up to do the show luckily the outfits had arrived and stuff by the time like this this was going on and they were ready for the show I could hear upstairs people were starting to arrive like so they had like um, a red carpet outside and there was paps outside and apparently there was protesters outside which again nobody let that um, affect the show obviously they were acknowledged but yeah that's a different story um, I think they were protesting like for fast fashion and wages and stuff like that I think it's a massive debate that I really don't want to get into but yeah um, I really wanted to go upstairs and see what celebrities was there. I was like so nosy. So at this point when we were done and we were waiting, we had like big screens backstage where we were able to watch the show. I started then getting in there. Is anybody going to the after party? Are we allowed to go to the after party? I started asking the crew, like I my clothes were not there. I needed to go out and come back in. All the makeup artists were staying at the same hotel which was the same name as my hotel. So for at one point I was thinking I was staying at the same hotel as though, them but it was in, it turns out it was in a different area. So like, as we were like on the way back to the hotel, um, I realized I was in a different hotel, but anyway, it was apparent there was an after party and we were invited. Um, the guy that I'd made friends with and I agreed to meet back there, James, he was staying at his friend's house in Canary Wharf. So he'd got a taxi back, we'd exchanged numbers and we said we were gonna meet back there. And we, I was either gonna try and get a wristband because there was like little VIP wristbands or he was to make sure that we could get back in or we were gonna use the like the crew thing round our neck to get back in. But I was just scared. Like, it's like, if I go out now, is that it? Am I gonna struggle to get back in? Nobody knows who I am. I'm just a tiny little pea. So I took a couple of people's numbers, like one of the makeup artists number and James's number. Um, then we got popcorn, they brought us down popcorn and like fresh drinks. 
and we were ready to watch the show backstage and the atmosphere was electric. We were watching it backstage on a screen, but we were literally screaming for our models. We were all recording the screen. It was like literally insane. Like that whole long day of doing hair, hanging around and just being there was now all like everything was done and it was showtime. And the show was amazing. It was incredible. We like watched it backstage with popcorn, like I said, and we were cheering for them. It was insane. After the show, they all came down and Molly Mae and everybody was screaming and jumping and the atmosphere was electric. Everybody was hugging and congratulating each other and saying, well done. The models were really excited. Like what I loved about it is, I thought that I was gonna be the only person there that was like, oh my God, I can't believe this, this is amazing. Everybody was the same, the atmosphere was electric, everybody was jumping, everybody was excited, everybody was taking pictures, everybody was calling it a career highlight. So I was literally just accepted and like one of one of the others if you if you want to call it that. But yeah, it was amazing. So at this point, it was time to go back to the hotel um, and get changed. Every, a lot of the people that I'd made friends with were saying that they were going to the after party. I had two numbers. Um, I started walking back to the hotel with um, a couple of the makeup artists. I thought that actually um, it was the same hotel, but it was apparent when we got there that it wasn't. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna get in an Uber and I'll meet you there. And I kind of lost touch with the makeup girls then. So when I got back to the hotel, um, I kind of felt on my own. I had WhatsApp them, but I hadn't heard back. And I was like, oh my God, who am I gonna go to the party with? And I was just a bit like, I felt a bit sad and I felt a bit like alone. So anyway, I decided that I would WhatsApp James, the other guy, and he was like, look, I'm in a taxi on the way back. And I was like, can you pick me up? And he was like, yeah, I'll pick you up. And he was like, guess what? I've got VIP wristbands. And I was like, oh, how nice. Like this guy had kind of like made friends with me out of all of the other people there stayed in touch with me and he was going to pick me up so I literally got changed so quick literally touched up my makeup freshened up um and was ready I went downstairs in the hotel that I was saying there was a really nice little staircase and I got the man to take a picture of me and he was holding the camera really like low like that is not my angle I said to him can you put the um camera up and keep, I've got to tell you this because I can't believe he said it he went you look short and fat from that angle I was like excuse me <laughs> I was like we'll do it from that angle anyway anyway when I took the pictures off him and like the camera off and had a look the angle that he had me on was disgusting and the angle that I told him to do it on looked nice I did not look short and fat I actually felt quite nice um and for the night I'd actually um before I went for the event, I'd actually brought a new outfit and I thought that it would only be right to wear a pretty little thing outfit. So I had some black glittery trousers on and a black like um, crop top that was like a blazer crop top. Um, and I just paired it with a little Gucci belt. You'll be able to see it on my pictures and reels um, from that day on my Instagram. And I felt quite nice. I felt like I could have got ready better, but I just wanted to be there. Um, so James picked me up in a taxi. He gave me a wristband we got back to the venue. So when we got back to the venue, obviously we had a different entrance this time. This was like the party entrance. So we got to like walk down the red, red carpet. There was paps there. It was busy. It was exciting. Obviously the paps didn't care about us, um, but we went straight in. And as we got in there, it was so busy, full of like influencers and celebs. And like, I just couldn't believe that I was there. You know, like the celeb parties that you see on Instagram. 
I was actually there and I was stone cold sober. Um, so me and James were like, let's go to the bar. And just as I got to the bar, um, I got a message from one of the girls, the makeup girls and said, oh, we're here now. But I did feel a little bit like, kind of like they didn't check on me to see how I was, not in a bad way or whatever, but I thought, right, I'm just gonna stay with James. Um, I went to the bar and it was absolutely packed. We literally, it was taking so long to get served. But as we were waiting at the bar, there was somebody coming around with like a tray of drinks. So I was like, oh my God, complimentary drinks, I'll take one. It was tequila and lemonade. It was so goddamn strong. I was like, I am not gonna be able to stand up if I drink um, these. So James had two and I had one. Um, but yeah, we had those and then we went like back into the room where the fashion show was and they changed it into an after party and Molly May was there. She had cameras around her. She had all of her friends there. At this point, I did think, shall I go and get a picture with her um, or not? And I was so tempted to, but at the same time, I was there working and I didn't want to look like a groupie. So I decided to not go and get a picture with her and to not bother her. This was her event and she didn't need somebody like me going up and asking for a picture and also I didn't want to look uncool to be honest I really wanted to because like you know I am inspired by her now and it would have been a nice memory but I also thought I really don't need one like just being here um is enough so yeah music started playing I was like literally celeb spotting there was loads of um people there and then we decided to go back to the bar because it had calmed down a bit to get a drink and I just really wanted my normal drink so my normal drink is a glass of Prosecco no matter where I am I usually have either a porn star martini or a glass of Prosecco um I opted for a glass of Prosecco because porn star martinis can get me very very drunk and I didn't want to make a complete show of myself so anyway I'm standing at the bar with my debit card out and James politely tapped me on the shoulder and was like hola it's a free bar I didn't know that at these type of events it's a free bar I was literally ready to pay I was so flipping embarrassed I'd never shoved my card back in my bag so quick in my whole life so anyway we queued up we got a glass of prosecco i asked him to make it a large one because i didn't want to queue up again and then we just went and floated about james the hairdresser the guy that's got it's called james um h hair i believe i may have got that wrong um he knows all of the influencers because he obviously does all of their hair in manchester so I was kind of, I felt like I was his plus one, but he was really cool and um, really took me under his wing and I really, really got on with him. And we had a little dance, went and found a table. He introduced me to more of his friends who were also influencers, like people that I'd never heard. And literally I made friends with all of these strangers. I was on a, like at a table dancing, just literally living my best life, soaking up the atmosphere, looking around and you know, everybody there was so friendly. It was not stuck up at all. I didn't feel out of place. I felt old um, because all of the girls there were like really young and really like, I was dressed very conservative to them. They were in like next to nothing and they all looked absolutely incredible. Then just as we're partying away, boy group came out actually that sounds really bad they're three black rappers i probably wouldn't call them a boy group but yeah a group of guys came out and started singing rapping performing the it was electric but i didn't know who they were and i said to the girl that i was like next to the young girl i was like who are they and she sort of laughed at me as if i was joking but I literally didn't know who they were. Anyway, they carried on performing. I was enjoying the live music. And then I recognized one of the songs and I was like, yes, I know that. It turns out that they're called Western. Um, but yeah, I recognized one of the songs, but I was properly showing my age because I literally didn't know 
most of the songs that they were singing, but it was amazing. I was like right in front of them. They were walking up and down the catwalk, performing. Everybody had their phones out. Everyone was screaming. I was at a celeb party and I was bloody loving it. Um, so yeah, that was really, really amazing. Right, so after the show, there's an after party. After the after party, there's a club. Oh my God, all of the girls and guys and everybody that was there were going clubbing and I was invited. I was like, oh my God, I haven't been to a club in London since I lived there like years and years ago. I used to go to like all of these like amazing like celeb hangouts. But anyway, we were on the guest list somewhere. Um, the young, well, one of the younger girls was putting us on one and we hopped in a couple of cabs. So I was like with all of these strangers that I just met, but they were really, really like inviting and welcoming and I was getting to know them. Some of the people like worked at Pretty Little Thing. Some of the people were influencers and some of the people were like hairdressers like me and James. So we went to this club and it literally, we got straight in, we were whisked off to a table, loads of free alcohol again. And we just literally, danced and parted the night away. I got talking to all the people that I was um, there with. A lot of them worked for Pretty Little Thing. Like, I can't believe how many amazing and cool jobs that there are um, at Pretty Little Thing. And they're all, it's just incredible. It's just another world that I didn't even know existed. Um, so yeah, I started following them all on social media. They started following me. They were telling me loads of like really interesting facts about their jobs and, you know what they get up to they have like specific people that are there for like just the creative that work with molly may and then they have specific like people that look after influencers and people that you know choose what goes on when and people that do just the hair and people that do just the makeup i mean this is all really obvious stuff but it's actually really really interesting and i thought to myself if i didn't do hair and if i lived in manchester i would probably love to work at pretty little thing but yeah all in all, wrapping up the event, it was an amazing night. Um, I was a little bit drunk, but not absolutely hammered. Got in at hours in the morning, so I didn't get much sleep before I had to get up in the hotel, um, go down for breakfast and travel back to be being a mum again. So yeah, I really like made a lot of connections, really enjoyed my night. Overall, thoughts were, it was incredible. Would I do it again? Wow, the week after I was like, I don't think I could do it because I was so tired from all the traveling. And obviously like when I get back, so when I got back on the Thursday, um, early afternoon, my husband then went to the football and I'm not gonna lie, I was absolutely knackered and I was hungover and I had to look after the kids. So I had to be mom, I had to bath them, I had to feed them, I had to entertain them. Luckily for me, I managed to get them to have a little nap. I was so tired, I was like, right, let's just have a little nap and I'll let them stay up late. So yeah, I think mum life um, and doing session styling and traveling around would get in the way, but I would do it again if it was like occasions rather than like daily or weekly. Like I did really, really enjoy it. Like it was a learning curve. I was watching all the other stylists. I picked up loads of tips and tricks and watching them doing their like snatch ponytails and the snatch buns and you know, the big flicky over fringes. I was watching the way that he was blow drying it. So I felt like it was like a learning curve as well. And I would do it again, but I wouldn't want it to be my everyday job. I was knackered for absolutely ages. So the next day I was back in the salon. I had a full day and I was just still super tired, probably a little bit I don't know, I wasn't that hungover because I wasn't that drunk, but I'd started to get ill 
Um, and then on Saturday, another full crazy day in the salon. And I, again, I'd started to like deteriorate. By Sunday, I was absolutely dying. I'd, I think I'd got the flu or a cold or whatever. I was coughing, I was testing for the coronavirus, but I still had to carry on and be mum. I was still knackered from the week. I still had to take the kids to soft play. We went out for like Sunday lunch. It was an absolute killer to the point where on Monday I had to cancel everything. Like, I don't know if it was like going to London and mixing with all the people that had made me ill. There's a lot going around at the minute. But like, it took me quite a while to recover. And I've got some more good news. So basically, I got back from that job on the Thursday. And on the Friday, I got a text message from the marketing manager at Beautyworks saying, we loved your hair work on the day. We would love to work for you again on something new. I'm not gonna say what it is because it's new. Um, but we would like to film you at your salon promoting this for us for our social media and what are your rates so beauty works had actually contacted me to commend me on my good work and were actually booking me again for something at my salon exclusively me filming it i can't believe it like this is again another massive thing in my career so now i'm booked to do another job for beauty works it's um promoting a new product for their social media and it's going to be filmed at my salon how amazing is that so i'll leave this um podcast on a high i hope you've enjoyed it if you've got any questions about anything to do with my time working for pretty little thing beauty works and the molly may event then obviously drop me a dm let me know how you found um this podcast if you've enjoyed it please drop me a dm please subscribe like share whatever it is that you need to do to show your support because i really really appreciate it and i'll see you on the next podcast the next podcast is going to be about overcoming setbacks and how to use those setbacks for amazing comebacks so i'm going to talk about three catastrophic um, things that have happened in my business journey and how I've overcome them and how I use setbacks to push me forward and help me grow bigger and stronger. So I'll see you on the next podcast.